Hello, and welcome to State of Mind, the Sea Press podcast with me, Grace Kingswell. This podcast series is an exploration into the lives of our guests, what drives them, how they've got to where they are now, and how they balance their work life to maintain their state of mind. Today, we are talking to Amy Fuller, a professional snowboarder and the first woman to land a double backflip at the X Games, two-time winner of the Dashdine Pleasure Jam, third at the Roxy Pro, and last year she finished third in the World Tour Super Series Big Air. And then obviously, you know, she's a two-time Olympian. Now, some of that might sound a bit unrelatable to you. We can't all be pro snowboarders after all. But Amy is a down-to-earth and totally grounded person. And in this episode, we talk about everything from maintaining mental positivity to what she eats for breakfast and her not insignificant coffee addiction. So stay tuned because you are about to enter the Seapress state of mind. So Amy Fuller, hello and welcome to the Seapress podcast. Good morning. Thanks. Thanks for having me in your uh, tidy little studio. (laughs) So excited to have you. And we've only got you for, well, maybe like 40 minutes because you are probably the busiest person I know. Ah, I don't know. I I seem to end up finding myself always running around like a headless chicken, but... Um, I get that's, this, that's the way I like it. Yeah, I get the sense that you really get a thrill from that. You're like, oh, mate, I'm so busy. Just, you know, give me all the coffee, all the workouts, like all the meetings. Yeah. Go, go, go. I mean, I'm in my slightly elder age, I'm I'm trying to tone it down a notch. Um, but that comes in the form of yoga and maybe slightly less coffee. But um, yeah, the, the caffeine intake generally remains quite high and so does the intensity of the yoga. Yeah. <laughs> is that just because you love coffee or you use it as a fuel for all of your... And for the listeners out there that don't know, I mean, I've told you a little bit all about Amy already in the intro about what she does and her achievements and her sport, but she's also so into every form of exercise I swear whether it's wakeboarding skateboarding (laughs) yoga pilates like I don't know acro yoga probably weightlifting (laughs) weightlifting and like you know animal movement and everything and is that does coffee play a huge part in that is it what helps you get up and kind of tackle all these challenges um for me Actually, my um, addiction for, for for coffee, uh, you can safely say. Ad- it, addict, is, this is now turned into yeah, episode Addicts say, Anonymous. Say addiction. Uh, was a good friend of mine, Jenny Jones, uh, Olympic bronze medalist. I'll give you a little shout there, oh, Jones. Name drop. Um, we were once in Australia snowboarding and a lot of the time we have really bad weather and it's about dealing with it, waiting it out in the coffee shop on the hill until you can go and ride and it was a particularly bad day really cold and I don't I don't have dairy don't generally don't have have milk at least and she was like oh mate you must be so bored like we're all here drinking coffee and you're just like drinking water she's like why don't you try like a soy latte but like have half a shot Mm. And uh, that was the start of it all. That's the, how I got into it as well. The, like the half, half shot, the half shot soy latte, which has now become uh, just a black americano. You know, on the hard um, stuff. But um, I think it it kind of really developed over the last eighteen months in the build up 
to the Olympics actually and it was more through fear of not having enough energy mm. um when competing and when on my board and when it was really crucial to be on point and firing um I was also like I need I need a coffee so um but there's definitely something of course I, I've tried to remedy since yeah. I'm I'm not uh, in competition season and I just use it actually to fuel fuel my, my workouts um, fasted generally yeah. is the aim of things. So um, maybe not quite quite the addict that yeah. <laughs> I made out. But it, yeah, it came from fear of underperformance and, and not having energy. Uh, and whereas now I actually just use it as a tool yeah. around yeah. Um, when, when I'm working out fasted yeah. so um, is that fear of underperformance something that's really rife within your uh, athletes that compete at your level um yeah I think you, I mean, that, that, that when uh when tailoring you know your sort of week of training when on snow incorporating all of the gym work the physio and everything that goes into the whole preparation of a competition mm. um you know nutrition really is a big part of it and I think people often use you know energy drinks and stuff like that which uh I honestly can say I really do try and stay away from because mm. I'm not a fan of like highly processed sugary drinks and I found that coffee was just sort of like something that could uh, substitute that quick fix when I needed a buzz yeah. when I was about to drop in for a run and when I really needed to be super focused um yeah. but there's so much that goes into the whole process during that week that, um, you know, your nutrition, you want to be on point. But you also want to be in a place where you're not relying on everything to be so perfect because that can also throw you off. You know, like savage routine in performance, if there's a blip in that routine, can mentally throw you off yeah, track yeah, yeah. as well. So I think God, it's about be hard. finding the fine-tuned balance of... Um, just keeping everything balanced without being too regimental. Mm. Uh, and at the end of the day, what I do is snowboarding. It is a free sport. It's an action sport. So it's about going with the flow as well. And yeah. Being able to adapt to the different varying conditions and terrain. So that in itself is a challenge. So it's just about being as mentally and physically ready as you can be at the drop yeah. of a hat. So suddenly if you have to drop in and go because the weather's good, you know, that cheeky shot of coffee might uh, yeah. might come in handy. God, that must be so hard actually. Yeah, as you say, it's so controlled by the elements and, and it's not like running a race on a track indoors. You don't know exactly what your start time's going to be and you must just, the adrenaline must just course through your body like constantly. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, the Olympics 2018 is a prime example of that. Uh, they ran the women's slopestyle final probably in the worst conditions a contest I remember watching. Ever yeah. been running and, um, you know, we, we all actually got shafted uh, in terms of, our performance um we had a window of a day to run the contest but they actually cancelled it that day because of the wind yeah. uh, they managed to move the schedule slightly but we were on edge all day still having to try and hit the course it wasn't safe enough to hit the course two or three girls literally got carted off blown knees shoulders um it was awful and then the next day so then you know that was a full day's worth of adrenaline it's mm. the olympics like and then the following day we were on the chairlift, you know, we'd been up since 6am, you know, ready to go, minus 30 people down there in the audience in the grandstands and they started running us through and my coach said to me, he's like, there's no way they can run this, it's it's not safe. And I was like, you know what, 
they have no other opportunity to run this. So they're just yeah. going to cancel the whole thing. So in my head, I, I sort of managed to keep myself in tune with the fact that we were going to have to compete that day. And then suddenly they just dropped us and the weather was awful and it was literally potluck as to whether you, whether or not you made it through the course yeah. because of the wind. And, you know, it was like, you know, when you, you're walking down the street and there's a howl and gale and you can barely walk in a straight line. Mm. And um, it was literally that. But imagine going off Being the, in the thir- air. 30 metre jumps, you know, like you're jumping over, you know, effectively you know, a full, full-sized lorry, yeah. three, three of them, <laughs> um, and then have that having in- to land inconsistency that. of yeah. winds and the landing and all of those um, elements, having to deal with that. It, uh, Yeah, that's just the testament of um, the nature of the beast of weather. And um, normally they don't run it in those conditions, but unfortunately this they time did. around they did. <laughs> God, so scary. I can't yeah, even imagine. Yeah, no, it's it, it's very scary actually because you're fearing for your life and you're like, is this worth it or not? Mm. Um, but when how it's... do you come down from that? Like post competition, post adrenaline, like <sighs> how do um, you like get back to just not being in that frantic state where every muscle is twitching and you're ready to drop in at any point? And I think that's where um, I guess as an athlete. I've progressed over the last couple of years and finding that calmer place, which as an action sports athlete, that's very much an adrenaline, you know, it's an adrenaline fueled um, passion, I guess. Yeah, um, I was going to say to do it, you must love the yeah, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, you've got to love it. Um, but I've also changed my sort of mentality in the sense that I've really appreciated in the last two years, the sort of calmer side of you know coming down the mountain doing a little bit of restorative yoga hopping in the sauna and really like switching off from Mm. from your day and then refocusing recentering all of your energy into the next day because you know you have to do it day in day out it's not like a just one-off thing and that was the case with the olympics because we finished a slope style and then we went in you know into the big air like three four days later yeah uh, so sort of finding that common ground of of being normal and speaking to family, speaking to friends and yeah. um, not being so fueled up on adrenaline. Um, yeah, it's kind of the two extremes. Roller coaster. Um, while staying focused and keeping your eyes on the prize. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a balancing act, that's for sure. And you mentioned nutrition earlier as a huge factor in just everything you do from kind of training to performance to... I mean, it must just be such a huge part of your life. Is that something that is very regimented for you? Like, do you get given like a plan by your coach? I mean, I know you're really into healthy eating and food as well. Yeah. So do you get to like put your own spin on certain things you get told? I mean, oh, do you get told what to eat or? No, not in the slightest. So again, we're uh, effectively so different in that sense. From we're, like, uh, a you know, we're in action sports. Yep. We're a, still a developing sport. Like progression in our sport is off the charts at the minute and constantly new tricks are evolving and it's a very exciting time. Um, in terms of nutrition, I think, again, with what we do, you have to be, as an athlete, in in an amazing shape and good condition yeah. and strong, but you also have to be in a happy place mentally. Mm. So it's whatever works for you. So obviously we're given guidelines by like team GB and we speak and have access to nutritionists but 
then again, that might be, you know, everyone has their own spin. So, yeah, um, yeah you mentioned you don't um, touch dairy or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, like, so what I had been recommended was, you know, for example, it was like, you know, muesli with full fat milk, a banana and this and that. And if I was to eat that before I would ride, that wouldn't work for me. I'd be tired, I'd be sluggish. Um, so I think it's really about taking bits of knowledge and developing that yourself mm. as an athlete and speaking to different people and finding out what really works yeah. works for you. And what do you eat before you ride? Um, it, it really depends. If I know I'm going to be on hill all day and I've got a really long day, I generally would tend to just go with like a big old bowl of porridge um, with lots of almond butter, fresh berries, um, I find like the nuts with the fat and the protein. Yeah, it keeps you going. Yeah, it keeps me going. Um, I do sometimes find though, um, like having a carb heavy breakfast, it can actually tire me. So I, I, I kind of really try and alternate it between sort of a big old bowl of porridge with almond milk, of course, yeah. um, and, um, you know, some sort of like massive eggy scramble with avocado yeah, and loads veggies. of veggies um that really is my preference but due to again what I've been told and what I've heard you know they say that carbs are meant to keep you going for longer but um I think I think it really depends on yeah your own body and yeah that's still something I'm I'm trying to work out but I I really vary it I think keeping your body guessing all the time is yeah is the best best way to go and you're at the moment I think if correct me if I'm wrong giving fasting a little bit of a, a whirl yeah I'm loving How's that going I'm loving the old intermittent fasting um it's really good actually buzzword of the moment it is <laughs> it's so on trend so I yeah I don't know I try not to follow the trends but this one um yeah, I'm, I'm I really enjoying. Because, I think it's because you're such an extreme person. But yeah, I'm quite, that, I'm quite an extremist. Anything that comes up that's like vaguely requires, you know, like mental, like mental toughness yeah. or you know, dedication. You're like, right, I can do this. Like yeah, um, 16 hours of not eating. Yeah. No, I've just um, so one of my best friends who I've just recently been with in Australia. We were down there snowboarding. Um, has had several traumatic head injuries um, over a series of years and um, she's had to do a certain series of different types of fasting uh, to help with the eradication of heavy metals in her brain. Um, wow, that's so, so interesting. For me at the minute, it's sort of coming from a health perspective of cleansing my body. Mm. Um, so I've done a few series of longer fasts. We did it together actually in Australia. I mean, she went on for a week. Um, I'm definitely not in the realms of doing Wait, that. she didn't eat for a week? No. I, I, She's I, doing a water fast or Yeah, she did a water fast for a week to completely reset her body. And, oh my word. Um, so that's that's... Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that is extremist. Um, I did a, a three day one, um, and I did it over a period of travel. Yeah. Um, and how I, did you feel? I felt really good. And then I landed uh, actually in Bali. I went from Australia to Bali. I did it through my travel, and I, I continued it on. And the day I landed, I went and did like a really chill yoga class. The second day, I did like a core vinyasa. 
and I honestly felt amazing. Um, I just felt like my body could move so well. And I did notice like reduced inflammation inflammation and um, I I really did notice that. And don't get me wrong, it's not something that I would do all of the time. Um, But I feel like it was quite a good reset for me. And then at the minute, I'm just really enjoying, depending on what I've got on, obviously, performance wise, um, Mm. you know, I'm still training like two, three times a week, uh, you know, specific to my sport. Uh, which is like, you know, heavy lifting, weights, sort of yeah. specific S&C sessions. Um, obviously, I, I will fuel around that. But on the days that I've got lighter exercise, like a run or something, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'll, I will be fasting yeah. and uh, mixing up my diet because I think it's just good to challenge your body in different ways and, um, you know, ha- have the odd healthy binge. Like last yeah. night, I messaged you and go on, tell yeah, us. We had a, I think, you know, your body needs a good refeed every now and again. We had a good old Indian and uh, there's this ice cream, Halo. Oh. Again, that's so popular. 320 um, calories per pot. Yeah, smashing, smashed it. One and a half tubs. It was great. Um, dairy free as well, isn't it? Oh, that one actually wasn't dairy free. But Ooh. oh, yeah. So, how are you feeling today then? It was actually last night. My stomach was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Whatever. You know, when you're having a little binge you don't care right no. just power through so actually today I feel good for a sort of big refeed and yeah and I'm and like ready men- mentally you're you're like right that was great enjoyed it now yeah and back, back on the, back the health on, train back on track yeah so um I'll fast today um because I've got a light session planned uh later after this um so yeah it's just I feel like fueling around eating and and having a play with um, challenging your body mm. is is kind of where I'm at at the minute. When I'm not on snow, of course, it's completely different when it's performance focused. Yeah. But when I'm in London and as of right now, um, I can really have a play with my diet, which yeah, is yeah. exciting. And I'm I am so into my nutrition, and um, that's obviously something that I'm I'm hoping to tap into when I write my book, which I'm in the process of Ooh, doing. Segue. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> little, little drop on that one. Um, <laughs> Okay, tell us about that then. Uh, so Shameless plug of Amy's book, everyone. Yeah, coming well, out. When is it coming out? Oh well, it's it's early days. I actually started writing it uh, last year on okay. a on a long flight. I do love a, a a heavy a heavy session on the laptop on a long flight. It's good, you know, get it out. And <laughs> I think you just ha- love heavy sessions and everything. <laughs> Have a bash on the keyboard. Um, so it's a concept that I sort of came up with last year, and um, it's just going to tap into. Um, sort of fitness for everyone and and relating to the masses and more about mindful movement and approaching. I'm just so into movement and how good it makes you feel. Mm. And I want to share my passion for that. And I don't feel there's any strict plane of movement that is the right one. It's just about moving well, efficiently and finding that balance in life whether it's you know going hiking in the mountains and um you know the healthy relationship with food exercise and work and the combination of how you can fit it in with some specific tips on how I train as an Olympic athlete yeah so I'm going to share sort of my wealth of knowledge as an Olympian but also relate that to the masses which um 
is something I'm really excited about doing. That's so cool. I will be first in line to buy that. Can I have a signed coffee, please? You can definitely have a signed co- yeah. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> coffee, coffee on the brain. It's again. on her mind. <laughs> um, so, okay, you were mentioning earlier about it's not only about being physically prepared, but it's about being mentally prepared. Yeah. And I know we've touched on this before and in just like long chats that we've had over, you know, smoothie bowls or whatever it was. Um about because because you're so upbeat and you are so positive and every time I see you I feel really privileged that you give so much to the conversation and you give so much of yourself to whoever you're with but I know that you've mentioned before that that's something that you really consciously do and yet when you're feeling because everyone has like down days oh god yeah you you actively remove yourself from those situations so that you don't have to be the, come across be as, the Aggie person yeah 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 I'll give you an example so um I recently just got back from Australia and uh we had a great trip out there um we were shooting for Roxy for next year's catalogue Roxy Australia were there so it was like go 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 it was it was it was pretty like full-on like I landed we're straight on the mountain the next day like 8 a.m first lift we had like access before anyone else did so you're like right I've got to make the most of this mm. Following day, we had like a sunrise shoot. So we were actually... God, the jet lag must have been At the top of the mountain at six. And it's like minus, I don't know. So, you know, eventually that all catches up with you. Um, I then flew back, um, which was great. But I then went straight into a meeting, um, literally as I landed with my agent, then to a fitting because the following day it was the Team GB ball, um, which I hosted... The, the Instagram stories, Instagram live. So again, it was all very go, go, go. Following day, straight up to Scotland for the Davis Cup, which was an amazing opportunity, working with British tennis. So again, I've like not really stopped. And um, that kind of like steamrolled into the next week. I was filming some stuff with Sky. So it was like boom, boom, boom. And um, one of my best friends is a spin instructor and she had an event on and I was really looking forward to it. She's like such a talent. So I was like, yes, can't wait for this. Mm. And it, it was a big thing. And I, I really wanted to go and um, I could just feel myself like, you know, when your throat goes, my yeah. eyes were drooping. I got like a little spot underneath my nose. You know, when it's like, it's not like a, a pussy spot. It was like a, a sore <laughs> spot, you know, yeah, when yeah, you touch yeah. it. And when I was they like, hurt. And I was actually sat in sea press smashing my my turmeric, ginger, lemon, the trio. Yeah, trio shot. Straight in for the trio. In fact, I had two of them. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. So I went halfway (laughs) there. Uh, I think it was in Elephant Castle. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I actually can't do this. I don't Mm. even want to do it. And I love exercise. Like, you know, like I love moving. I was like, I just need to go home. I like, because I didn't want to go and be that person that was like, that Aggie. Didn't want to be there, really. Didn't want to be there. So I'm... yeah, I think it's just about, for me, it's like recognising when I get to that point and, and, and having to remove myself from yeah. from the situation because I do love to be busy, but when it is so go, 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 which I absolutely love, you do burn out. No matter yeah. how good your diet is, um, no matter how well you're looking after yourself, especially when you're on the road, it's not always easy to be so on it with your nutrition and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And planes definitely get you, you know, public transport, it all adds up and, you know, you get, get the lurgy feeling and yeah. I feel like you have to just retreat and catch it yeah. before it's too late. And um, 
yeah, I think my way of staying like positively mental is is occasionally like noticing that and then removing myself, which I don't like to do. But again, that's something I've Sometimes learned. You've got so to. Even, you know, so relating this back to snowboarding, you know, you ride five days in a row, you might have to hop on a flight to another country, ride for another four days, mm. fly to another country. This was like the Olympic qualifying. We had five countries in, in four weeks. And Gosh. instead of being the fun person at the bar, at the end of each event, you've got to be like, right, I've got to, you know, like yeah. retreat here in my room, get an early night because yeah. we've got to get up at four and drive to the airport tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so it's just finding that balance, which, oh, don't get me wrong. When I was 16 and snowboarding, you know, you're you're blowing at both ends because you're yeah, trying yeah. to do it all. And I think with age, unfortunately, you slowly learn that you just have to bring yourself away and, and just look after yourself yeah, a bit. Yeah, be kind to your body. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a learning curve. <laughs> so you were saying about being 16. Let's rewind the clocks a little bit then and talk about how, because where you are now is an incredible, I mean, you're a two-time Olympian. You have a host of other first women to land a backflip. A first the... woman to land a double in the X Games. There yeah. we go. Knew I wouldn't be able to say it properly. <laughs> um, how did all this begin? Uh, so, um, always had a passion for sport. Started with a pair of Poly Pocket rollerblades. You know, like the four ones. <laughs> so I think yeah. skates and. Me and my mum used to go to Rollerblade Club in uh, Orpington Leisure Centre. Awesome. <laughs> uh, in Kent, um, which then progressed into Saturday Ski Club yeah. at age four uh, <laughs> at Bromley Dry Ski Slope, um, which swiftly progressed into having a quad bike also at age four. God. My dad had a thing for engines, uh, okay. which uh, translated over to me. Age six, having a motocross bike. Age eight, coming second in the, the Girls' British Championships in motocross. Um, Is that when you're driving a very powerful motorbike and like kind of backflipping in the air? Uh, no, not backflipping, racing. So oh, it's I, I like used a, to be. A, it's like a course that you. Oh, yeah, it's like a full on like dirt track with. Okay. Uh, jumps and whoops and bumps um fun. yeah it was very fun uh my mum wasn't the biggest fan of that um so we, we pulled the plug on that quite early I think I was around like how does she feel about your snowboarding 10 now? 11 maybe um but that was like 30 guys on the lineup little blonde girl and my dad even now he looks back and was like what were we doing like, <laughs> irresponsible <laughs> parent <laughs> but no it was good it was the making of me um yeah snowboarding then became a thing um my cousins live in Canada uh so I tried it out there with my mum for a laugh um was really hard through the board said I'm never doing this again mm. skiing's the best um then I moved to the states when I was 12 and um there was a mountain about an hour and a half away and there were these like cool kids in my class Maya and Ollie and they were like yeah do you want to come snowboarding with us I was like oh yeah. my god yeah yeah of course I do so we went and I Even tried throwing the ball on the ground <laughs> yeah, like I, a year before I tried it and um yeah slowly sort of started getting to grips with it loved it and then there was a guy actually Tarek who fancied me um and he took a liking to me and then we used to go snowboarding together so we went so it was all about it for yeah I mean we didn't go loads but we went like five or six days each winter over yeah. a period of four years and 
I fell in love with it, got noticed in the States, moved back to the UK when I was 16 and literally started my A-levels, was devastated to be, you know, living Mm. back in the UK. And um, that first week I was at school, I had a phone call and it was the European team manager from Roxy. My mum's like, oh, here, Amy, there's someone on the phone for you. I'm like, oh, cool. Hi, Amy, it's Stina Brunkeldas from Roxy. We were wondering if you'd like to come to Switzerland next week. I'm like, say what? I was like, yeah, I'm there with bells on and literally... I could not have been any more excited, enthused. And um, yeah, from from there on out, I was a Roxy girl and uh, have been for, yeah, it'd be 11 years on the 10th of October. I remember the date, everything. That was the day I went to Switzerland, so... That's so cool. And then from then on, it was just, you know, training and you started to see that it could actually become your life. Yeah, I mean, I never really saw saw that it could become like, you know my livelihood um it was something that I purely did because I absolutely loved it there was no sort of pressure from my parents and I think that's where I've been really lucky they've supported my choices whatever that may be yeah whether it was you know uh studying a level PE whether it was going to university for two days (laughs) or um or pursuing my sporting career um the, the the one thing my dad said to me once and my dad is like the most chill dude uh he was like you know you, you're all right at sport but you know you're not you're not really like that good at any of them so why don't you like just pick one and like and like be be good at it and yeah I, I I sort of semi took that on board and I was like actually I really like snowboarding so I'm I'm just gonna give this a crack and in uh, 2012, they announced the discipline that I did was going to be in the 2014 Olympics. So that kind of opened the the floodgate of yeah. like, wow, right, this let's this, go for it. This could be a sustainable career. So um, you know, let's go all in, which which I did. So cool. Um, so then this leads me to my next question. Talking about where you've come from, where are you going? Like, what what is your end game? End game. Uh, so this year... And then the next question that I've just thought of, what's stopping you from achieving that end game right now? So the end game, I'm not there yet. Okay. I don't want it right now. Um, but it's it's part of the process. Um, the end game is to be able to live and do what I love mm. for as long as possible so I want to stay as physically active um and mentally in a strong strong place and continue to enjoy my sport for what it is and take it into new realms which I'm excited about doing this year I'm going to do some bigger trips I'm going to team up with some older more experienced riders uh in the backcountry so that's exploring new terrain doing hiking going off piece where will that be um I'm hoping the first big trip will be in Japan in wow, January. That's um, really cool. So sort of just testing myself physically and mentally in a different way. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a bit of that this year. Um, whilst exploring and enjoying other sports, um, linking up with other athletes, seeing how they train. Um, and that's sort of what I'm in the process of doing at the minute is just expanding my own depth of knowledge in performance mm. and movement and nutrition um, through meeting like-minded people. Um, like last week I was rock climbing with uh, one of the GB rock climbers. And um, yeah, I'm, 
I just love sport, performance and nutrition. So I sort of want to enroll all of those. Um, I guess that's going to kind of come to... A, it's going to come in naturally. Your, in, in your book as well. Like it's all yeah, going to come yeah, together. Yeah, completely. Um, and also I just want to keep sharing my passion for all of that. Yeah. Uh, whether it is through TV or, or radio. Um, or your social media, which or, is... Or my social media, pumping. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just... Just keeping it all steamrolling, really. You're very, um, you're very yourself on your so on your Instagram stories. I love how just like off the cuff it is because a lot of what you see these days is so curated and so polished, yeah. and yet you just seem like a hundred percent like just raw on your social media, and I really love it. I always know that if I'm going to click on your story, it's going to be one hilarious, and two, I'm going to see something that I don't usually see or have never seen (laughs) yeah I mean I guess I just try and be me which is yeah the best I think that's the best way of 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 sharing yeah your passion and um your true self uh definitely on the stories I mean that's that's so easy yeah the insta daily we need to do one (laughs) yeah um yeah no I I I enjoy the insta dailies uh because I think it's real and raw and I'd love to like create that into you know something that's a bit more substantial yeah. over, over time um into a series effectively yeah. a tv yeah. series is is the ultimate goal that's such a fun idea yeah um you know just sort of what i get up to behind the scenes and the the awesome people that i'm i'm meeting on the way on yeah, my yeah. journey of uh sort of yeah sporting exploits i guess amazing um so to finish, I've yep. got three questions which I usually ask all of our podcast podcast guests. Excuse me. Um, the first one is, if you could do one thing again in life, what would it be? For, I don't know, maybe I would have gone to hospital when I broke my coccyx. So it would be straight because it's definitely bent. <laughs> sorry but that is the best answer I've had so far so brilliant um okay so what and then I was gonna say what's one thing you could change if you could is it your wonky coccyx um no I mean it's fine right it's an added characteristic um what's one thing I could I would change um I would I would love to be able to bring um my family with me more on trips because I miss them and I find that hard yeah are you really close to your family yeah I am I I really am and my brother's coming over today which would be cool and my um my where do they live in Kent no they live in Ireland now oh wow Belfast um so they come over quite a lot they came over this weekend and they're so chill like they just stay in my flat which is amazing they do their thing and then we link up you know like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just so easy um, and then my brother's coming over this weekend so it, it would probably be like to have a limitless cash of cash flow so i could just bring them with me to share my experiences mm, yeah i would love to be able to share what i do your life with my people more mm. cuz half the time i'm like wow this is sick but like you know like it would be sicker if i could could sh- share it with the people that like I really love yeah you know? yeah I guess you have to really focus on because you can't share it with them just living in the moment and absorbing as much as you can personally and yeah just, like, 100% storing all that up that's and-, and again that's something I've got got better at like um 
so during the Olympic, the year before the Olympic qualifying year, we had a bunch of competitions that were in like Beijing and like really, you know, like kind of crazy places. Well, actually the contest wasn't in Beijing. It was in Harbin, uh, which is very far north. Like it was literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, So every time I went somewhere new that I'd never been, I was like, actually, you know what? I'm going to stay like an extra two days or I'm going to go out two days earlier and I'm actually going to go and see this country. Yeah. Um, And it's, you know, like walking along the Great Wall of China. You know, I was really lucky to be there with a couple of amazing snowboard friends, but like wow pinch me now like you know I I could never have dreamed that I would have gone to China or Australia so um I think it's just like capitalizing on each of those moments and appreciating it whereas you know like when I was in my early 20s I was just I want to get back back to my boyfriend or whoever it may have been back home so I didn't fully appreciate that moment yeah amazing um I actually have one more question before the final one it just popped into my mind that before this is must be like maybe six months ago now when we were chatting and you were like yeah I have this motto that I do I learned or I like I do something new every day yeah try something new try something new every day every day no matter how small it is is that still going that one thing and can keeps, we know what today is going to be keeps you coming back time and time again and you can't say a podcast because um okay the one you think I haven't really thought about it um that's that Aussie uh, accent coming out again there. I, I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go to the gym uh, after this. Um, I'm training with a friend there. And, and actually, it, it today it might be some sort of new new move that I've not done before, like okay. an acro move or something. Um, I always like to finish a gym session with something like fun or playful because the gym can be, a, you know, a serious environment when working on performance. Mm. Uh, but I feel like you can always leave the session feeling like you've had a good time and yeah. make that workspace a fun place if you finish and create it create something you know in that 10 minutes yeah. at the end and just try and get enjoyment out of everything yeah, exactly. that you do in life yeah. doesn't that always have to be so you know box set straight serious yeah. you know? i'm looking forward to seeing what this move is on your insta daily yeah the, the, i'll be watching it, unless you're on the insta daily before then oh, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> um and finally, what does state of mind mean to you? State of mind means my instant thoughts are a solid, calm place to sort of, I don't know, like incorporate all of your thoughts and just yeah. jet forward from. Yeah. And just to be like really, really grounded. Yeah. Just be yourself. Stay true to what you believe in. Nice. Good yeah. answer. Solid. Just be you. I think we're done, mate. Yeah, that was wicked. <laughs> Did anyone else notice that Amy sounds Australian and American all in one? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Live out of a suitcase for 11 years and your accent will sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It's been awesome. It's been mega. Thank you for having me. I'm going to go and smash a trio shot now before I hit the gym. Do it. <laughs> a trio for life. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode with Amy. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please give us a like, uh, subscribe, uh, comment, tell us what you thought and rate us. Tell all your friends, do all the things and I'll see you here same time, same place next week. Music